there, everyone. I'm Ashley. And I'm Amber. We're identical twin sisters from Southern California. While we may look exactly alike, sometimes we think that's all we have in common. We invite you to grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and hang out with us for a little bit. This is Hashtag Twin Life Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Hashtag Twin Life Podcast. What's up, twin? Hey, twin. How are you? I am good. Um, welcome to everybody. If this is your first time listening or if you've listened a bunch of times and still haven't hit that bell and subscribed, please do. Also, feel free to comment and share. Let us know all of your thoughts and um, anything you want to share with us as we share a lot of you know our life experiences and opinions with you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this week has been... Interesting. Lots of changing things. I feel like every time I'm on the podcast, it's like something has like changed and different. And yeah. I don't like to share them until they're like changed and finalized different. So things are coming up. Things have been like moving and shaking in different directions, but it's all been good. It's just, you know, I'm ready to like get fully Settle. planted. Yeah, I get fully planted. So I think yeah. that's kind of like the main thing this week. But what about you? How's it going with the, the burning of the state of California? Yeah, so um, it's been kind of weird because we last week we had the heat wave, and the heat wave um, inevitably fires outbreak when there's a heat wave. Cause, so we can't even really like not that we enjoy the heat wave, but like you know it's hot outside. People want to go to the pool, they want to go to the beach, they want to do various things, but you can't really enjoy it because you're kind of thinking like, oh, great heat wave, awesome, everything's going to catch on fire, which right. it did. Um, so a really, really high percentage of California, Washington, Oregon, um, are on fire right now. So basically the whole West coast of the country is on fire and huge, um, most of it's in like forest areas, like, um, like in national parks and things like that, Yeah. but it is rapidly starting to spread. I think the count of people that have died is like 20 um, hundreds of thousands of people have been evacuated. Um, so it's been very like stressful. Um, here, the, the biggest things that are affecting us here, and I did put out a statement on Facebook because a lot of people have been asking us. Um, we are fine. Thank you for asking. Uh, we are just making sure that we stay vigilant. Um, the place that we are in San Diego doesn't usually get hit by fires. We're kind of in like a bowl situation. So, um, Fires would have to cross a lot of huge cities to get to us over here. And we're about 20 minutes from the ocean. So that humidity layer does kind of keep it um, to a point where fires, it's not like great, um, like fuel for fires out here. Um, Because the humidity level is pretty high. It's about 80% a lot of the time. So that definitely helps. Um, We've also had this mixture in the last three days of overcast slash haze. So yesterday the air quality was yellow, which if you don't know what that means, basically it's, it's, um, moderate. So it's not safe. It's like kind of dangerous basically. And then today it's going to be, it's supposed to be in like the red area where it's like, basically don't go outside unless you have to don't leave your windows open. And then like people that are risk that are in the risk category need to stay inside. So that includes like little ones, older people, um, people that have like respiratory problems, Basically the same risk group as COVID. <laughs> kind of interesting. Uh, so, yeah. So we're probably going to just hunker down inside um, and just kind of uh, hope that the fire goes out. The fires go out pretty quickly. The ones in Northern California are the worst, which if you know anything about California fires, um, 
there's a lot of redwoods and trees and things in Northern California. So they do tend to get, have those issues with fires often because it's so much forest and greenery up, up there. Um, down this way, it's a little bit more deserty and dry and not as many like forest areas, unless it's like a national park. Um, so we're just like hanging in there. Um, the one closest to us is as of yesterday was 89 miles away. So we're just close enough to feel the um, effects of uh, if there, there's high winds, we've had we had ash falling on us. If um, the definitely affects the air quality, um, but for the most part, our winds, the Santa Ana's over here, blow east. So a lot of that is blowing towards the obviously east of the country, and we are west of the fire. So um, the chance of it getting to us is very very slim. But you know we're still keeping the firemen and or the firefighters. Um, not firemen, firefighters in our prayers and just hoping that they um, are safe and well. And yeah, so yeah, it's been interesting. It's been very interesting. Um, definitely did not miss fires. So far in this month, we had a natural disaster in the Midwest. All of California, they say it's like burned the sides of Connecticut of California, basically in fires. And yeah, I mean, it's just been crazy 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 so yeah i mean between the hurricane and then now a huge fire but i mean honestly california it's it it doesn't normally burn this much but california this is fire season in california so and like and because i guess a lightning strike was kind of what kicked off part of it um but it's fire season and it just stays so dry there and it doesn't really rain very much and it's weird because it goes right into the winter which like and some states is really like the wet time. Like in in Georgia here, it's been raining like on and off. It's supposed to rain. It rained yesterday. It's supposed to rain the next like three or four days. Um, but then on the West Coast, it just really just doesn't rain, especially in San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> and then when yeah. it does rain, it rains for a really long time. So now once they get all the fires taken care of, the thing that you have to worry about now is that it's winter and that it's more of a wet time flooding of year. So you're going to get flooding and mudslides too. So um, – it's just kind of a hard thing yeah. to like keep track of there, but I'm glad that you guys are far away from it. Yes, we are. Far so away. not as far as us, but you're far. Yeah, not quite as far as you, but we are far away. Yeah. Uh, okay, so <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and use that to segue into our "Did you see this week?" And I will start because mine's not really. I don't really care that much, but I figured it was worth mentioning on the podcast that the Kardashians are going into their 20th and final season. So we will no longer have the Kardashians on E, which just the Kardashians are all the other like branching shows. So the Kardashians show will be done. I don't know if that means all of their spinoffs will be done either, but for all, for what I know, the Kardashians are done for as far as like E and I think 20 solid seasons is a really, is a good way to, you know, step off the television. And it's not like we will miss them. They'll just be on social media. We'll still know everything that everything that's going on in their life. Like it's yeah. not like I. I mean, we don't even. I know I don't. I'm pretty sure you don't watch the Kardashians, and I feel like I know all what's going on in their life, anyways. And I don't even watch the show. So yeah. Um, if you watch Kardashians, I'm so sorry. You'll have to find something else. You know, more trashy to watch instead of the Kardashians. I'm sure something will come quickly. Some family will come quickly. It literally went from the Osbournes to the Kardashians. And I wonder who the next family is going to do to take up that, you know, that take up arms and become the next family that we watch for 2020. Yeah. Um, right. So, yeah. But yeah. So, uh, what was oh, so 
a show I really do care about. There are these wonderful women um, from the show. Well, actually from the company called the home edit and they do org home organization. Yeah. Now watch this. I don't know what you've been doing for the past, the whole Labor Day weekend, but literally this was, it's like, I binge watched the whole thing in two days. I was so sad because it was like, it's actually, it's only, the episodes are short. I think they're like 30 minutes. Yeah, um, I didn't, it didn't take me long. I had it on for like a whole evening and I just, and I looked up and I was like, it's the last episode. Last one. I know. That's <laughs> it? Oh, that's all we get. Um, the show yeah. is pretty awesome. It's, um, Clea and, um, um, uh, Joanna. And okay. they like, they're freaking awesome. They basically just go into people's houses and they have kind of a theme. They go with an idea that I never thought of because I automatically go to like for books, like alphabetically so I can find the book I need. But for kids books, it was like a cool thing. Like the way that they like organize things and they're like, well, kids stuff, like put it in color order because they learn colors way before they learn. Um, they learn to identify things in colors before they learn the letters that correspond and the words, not even letters, the words that correspond pretty. with them. And it looks very pretty and it brings brightness. Like you didn't realize that like, like they did this one classroom where like they had like two or three shelves of books and like they just cooked like kind of like a dead space in the room and then they put them in color, like rainbow order. And I was like, just doing that, like brings color to the room. It's crazy. Um, they so had so many I, good ideas. I've, I've always organized Phoenix's books by color. I learned that from another organization show. Oh, I think it was Marie Kondo actually. Okay. I organized, I've always organized his books by colors and Derek was like, that is silly. And I was like, he cannot read. <laughs> he knows the, what the color of the book is though so he can and i've seen him he's like oh he knows like you know um the, this book he calls the balloon book which is like a series of poems about like reaching your dreams and whatever uh it's green so he knows to grab it he knows what size it is and he knows it's green so he can just grab it in two seconds and i just put it back in the green section the only time it gets tricky is when you have books where the spine is a different color than the book. And I'm like, why are we doing this? Like, do I put it in the green or the purple or the orange? Like, what do I, where do I put it? But it, I love it. I, I think I want to, and I, his, his closet, I've always, I, my own closet, I've always put in color, color coordination, color coordinated order, I think is what. Yeah, yeah. sure. It's always color been color coordinated. Order. That's what we're going to say. I've always put it in. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I've always done that in my closet. And even when Derek and I started living together and we got engaged and whatever that I automatically organized his cold closet by color as well. Um, so yeah. I always organized by color. And then Phoenix's room is really easy because he knows like his, his, his favorite shirt is red or his favorite shirt is purple or whatever. His favorite color is purple right now, actually. So just interesting. Good to know. know random. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Good to know. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I, I always organize his clothes by color and everyone thinks I'm, I don't know. Derek's like, that's a little bit too much. And I'm like, but it makes perfect sense. Like, I, I uh, like, okay. So after working at Francesca's, like they, you, you don't, you call you, or, you, they had us organizing by color story, not necessarily like in rainbow color order. Um, but then within the color story, you have to, and when, and in style, you have to like organize that by like size or whatever, obviously. Obviously, when you're yeah. in your own home, you're not organizing by size. No. Um, but I've Hopefully always not. done, yeah, but I've always, like, organized my clothes in color order. Most of my life, there's been way more black clothes than there have been colored clothes. And over yeah. the last, like, five years, I've been really trying to incorporate more colors into my yeah. wardrobe just because for what happened. This is good. This is really good. Which flavor is that one? This, okay. So I've been talking about these for a couple for a couple weeks now. This uh, this week I ordered Celsius Heat 
instead of the regular Celsius. This flavor is cherry lime. So I ordered like a pack of like assorted color, assorted colors, assorted flavors, because I don't, I didn't want to buy a whole case and it tastes like crap. And what's, the, what's the difference the between regular Celsius and Celsius heat? So Celsius heat has 300 milligrams of caffeine. Yes. So I How many cups of coffee is that? I don't know, like five or something. I normally drink this half of it and then I go work out for an hour. So I don't plan on drinking this whole thing today. I just, <laughs> just to like pick me up in the morning and I have my chai tea here, but I did really want to, I think this is the flavor I'm going to order. This is cherry lime. This is bomb. Yesterday I had fruit punch. It was disgusting. It was, it, it tasted like if any energy drink, like energy drinks, you know, they have that flavor, that energy drink flavor, that, and then just add fruit fruit punch. It was just so disgusting. It was gross. I don't know. It was, it was like drinking like vodka with fruit punch in it. It was gross. It was really gross. Anyways. So I just had to say, tray lime Celsius is the bomb. So anyways. Okay. Uh, what were you saying? You had something, you were saying something else about, I forgot. I don't remember what I was Before saying. Before I cut you off. You did. You cut me off, and now I don't remember what I was going to say. Um, but I guess I can get into my did you see because I forgot what I was, where I was going from where I was. It'll come. I think it'll come back. It'll it'll come back. Okay. So um, for me this week, the my the big thing for me that has always been a holiday for me is that the NFL is back, and they came Woo! back kind of with a very interesting bang um, on Thursday night, and there's been a lot of like. I don't know. People have been giving the NFL strangely a lot of heat because years ago when Colin Kaepernick was like kneeling and kneeling for the flag to, you know, talk about like police brutality, um, he was getting a lot of flack for it in the NFL and he was like blackballed through the NFL. And the yeah. NFL got a lot of slack for not being woke enough, not letting their players express like their got opinions or whatever. Huh? Flack, not slack. They're giving, they were getting a lot of flack. Right? Yes. Is that what you're trying to yes. tell me? Okay. <laughs> Not no, slack. But- slack in- insinuates something completely different. <laughs> I thought I said flack, but I guess I said slack. So they were given, they, they were given a lot of flack for, um, not supporting him and not being like, quote, quote, woke enough about what was going on and for, um, not allowing the NFL players to really express the things that they were passionate about and it's blah, blah. Now all of a sudden, Everybody's trying to get him to shut up and they're like, they, they, um, I won't get like hugely into this, but they, they, I read an article actually, I wonder if I can look it up. Cause I, I actually sent it to Blake. There was an article that was about, um, uh, lift every voice and sing, which is for some, has been coined in the last 10 years, 15 years, the black national anthem or the Negro national anthem in the eighties, it was coined the Negro national anthem, but it was written in like the, in the late 1800s. So it really was just like, if you read the lyrics for it, it's like a beautiful song that just basically the song talks about any, like it, it could be related to anybody whose family has traveled to the United States and started the American dream. That is what the song sounds like. It is embracing this newfound freedom and this ability to like, and obviously it was written about slavery, slaves that were freed, but it's a, it, it was like gospel song and it was adopted by the NAACP as their anthem. So then it got nicknamed the Negro National Anthem. So, and over the years, people have said that they feel like that could possibly be a, a, like a song that could replace the Star Spangled Banner because the original poem of the Star Spangled Banner and the author of the Star Spangled Banner was like a slave owner and all this stuff. 
I will put the article in the show notes if you would like to read the history of this song. Yeah. I learned a lot reading, like reading about it. But they, um, but this week they sang, uh, Alicia Keys sang a version of it. Um, and then Haley and Chloe, Haley and Chloe? Is that their names? The, oh, the, the Beyonce's girls? Haley and, I think it's Haley and Chloe. The twin, the girl, they're not twins. They're like, I know, but the, the ones that Beyonce, uh, yeah, I think it, I think it's Haley and Chloe. Yeah, but one of them is going to be the Little Mermaid. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she, they sang the Star Spangled Banner. Um, and then the teams, the Chiefs and the Texans came out and, and did like an arm, linked arm unity line. Right? That's awesome. They, you would think, except for they got booed by the audience. And then like all week, all week, Fox News has been saying all Wait, this stuff. Wait, booed about by it. the audience? There's audience? There's 17,000 people in the stadium. That was it. Oh, but there are people. Wow. I didn't even know there was, that's, that's news right there. There are people at the game. Yeah. So five out of five, five out of the 32 teams are allowing an audience. Um, and the chiefs are one of them. The Cowboys are another. Um, they're allowing like small, like basically small pods. Like you can sit in small pods out throughout the stadium. Um, 17,000 people is like 1%, (laughs) 10% of the amount of people they, they normally have, obviously. Um, yeah. so that's kind of what they're going by. So hopefully, honestly, for me, I just have the best and highest hopes because my opinions on the NFL are a couple things that, that will lead us into our topic for next week. So watch next week, but there, um, I am having, I have high hopes that the NFL is like, and people are going to support them because there's been a lot of like people and, um, and people that own like their season tickets and people that own box seats and stuff like I feel like Fox News is trying to make it seem like the reason that they're giving up their box seats and not paying for their tickets for their season tickets is because they're not behind the NFL's political views or like them letting the players express their political views. I think it's because no one knows when they're going to be able to be in a stadium again. And these people have owned season tickets for years, but their season, they don't know how many games they're going to get to go see. So why pay however much ridiculous amount they're paying this year when people are already lower on budgets, people are already, already not making enough money. Like billionaires aren't the only ones that own freaking season tickets. Some people have owned season tickets for like generations. They pass them to their and generations and they just may not be able to keep continue to afford to pay the yearly fee to have this season ticket or tickets. I think that's more what it is. People are kind of broke right now and they can't afford to have season tickets to go to an NFL game well, that's an easy and own tickets to, to something. Yeah. It's an easy expense to get rid of. I don't know. If, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to get to go to a game this year or if I'm going to get to go to more than one. So I'm just not going to pay for my season ticket. If I decide I want to go to a game, I'll buy a ticket. And then yeah. hopefully next hope like next year. And I mean, and Blake was like, he's like, well, people have like, there's lists like long, 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 long lists of people that are waiting lists to get season tickets to a lot of these games. If you decide to give it your season ticket and somebody else comes and takes it, like yeah. that's your own, that is your own decision. I just really think it's less about, I really think that things are a lot less political when people want to make it seem like, um, the NFL ratings weren't very high yesterday. Um, which is weird because the NFL ratings have been kind of like over the years, I've heard a lot of people saying the NFL ratings are going down and people aren't really going to watch it. Da, 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 da. Like, I mean, it's not like baseball has crazy ratings. They have too many games. Basketball yeah. didn't have phenomenal ratings either. I didn't watch basketball. It was the first time in five years I did not watch basketball. 
because I didn't care. Like I didn't care. Like my team was out like early and then, then COVID and then they were just doing some weird version of the playoffs that nobody cared about, at least from football. Like they only have 16 weeks of the regular season. They only have 16 weeks. It's not like they have like, there's not a hundred, a hundred, 200 games in a basketball, in a football season. So I feel like it'd be nice to be able to see a full season, full arc season of a sport. Um, but that's coming from a diehard football fan. So regardless of all the crap and stuff going on, I'm super excited about football season. So yay, I'm excited. Um, I feel like it's always brought people together. And I don't know if I said this on the podcast before, but when you think about the tragedies that have happened in the world, like 9-11, or you think about um, Hurricane Katrina, even those, even those huge like traumas in our country, football has always still been a uniting force. People have always really gotten behind those teams from those hometowns to support them. Um, like allowing the Saints to be able to, because the Saints stadium during Hurricane Katrina had people living in it because they couldn't, didn't have anywhere to live. So teams would, were just like giving up their local, like city teams, like Tex, the, um, the Texans allowed them to like come and play at their stadium when they, were displaced basically because their stadium was full of home, like people that were homeless and displaced because of Katrina. So just all these really cool things that unite people. So I'm just hoping that people can more look at, you know, you may not agree completely with all what all the players are saying, but this, the showing solidarity and showing the like uniting force. If you've ever seen Remember the Titans, this is a prime example. Football players, people in the military have a sense of like unity and. Uh, yeah and pride in each other and they consider each other brothers and family. And that is what we should be. So learn something from the NFL is my yeah. two cents on that. So, um, did you have, what was, we already did your, did you see, right? Yeah. I think we should get our topic. Yeah. It's time for our topic. Okay. So our topic this week, um, is inspired by <laughs> a situation that occurred with me, with my cousin and I, and, um, we were like hanging out at her house. We had to talk on Tuesdays and she had a couple friends come over and one of her friends kind of gave like, was giving a lot of like unsolicited, like parenting advice to Bo while her kids were there. And I was just sitting there like, when I got in the car and I was talking to Blake about it, I was like, Bo didn't, <laughs> Bo didn't ask her for her thoughts or her opinions or yeah. like, she doesn't have kids. She's like the girlfriend of a girl that has kid has a kid. I don't understand why she felt like, she needed to continue, like continue throughout the entire night to criticize and give her opinion on how Bo should be, you know, address this kid or why this kid's behaving this way or blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you don't have three kids and you're not a single mom. So there's, I couldn't yeah, possibly right. understand. I have one, but I have Blake. So I couldn't possibly understand like how much it takes of her mental focus to not snap on one of her kids, like <laughs> throughout the day when they are always around, like always no around, relief. always in her stuff. She, yeah, no relief except for every other week, like for two days. Like that's not a lot. Um, so it led us into our topic. Cause I was like, I wonder, you know, what my views really are on like people giving me parenting advice and who I would take parenting advice from and who I sure as heck don't want parenting advice from. So yeah. Quinn, who would you, We'll start with the negative and end with the positive. So who would you not want to hear any kind of parenting advice from whatsoever? So I don't want to hear parenting advice from anyone I didn't ask your opinion. Plain and simple. If I did not <laughs> say to you, hey, I'm really, I see that you are, fun, like, example, 
back when people were doing this, Phoenix and I were going to a lot of birthday parties back to back. Okay. Like for some reason, all of his friends are born between this time of year and January for some reason. And I think it's because in preschool, they do kind of bundle you with kids the same age. So you're all within like three or four months of each other, which is fine. Except if you're a parent and you have to go to a birthday party every weekend, whatever. Um, so we're going to, so I got to know some of Phoenix's parent friends, parents, and we were sitting around and like, they were talking about this difficulty with their kid and that difficulty with their kid and this and that, whatever. And when we're having an open conversation, sort of like a Socratic seminar type of conversation, then I'm welcoming that. I feel like we're sort of all welcoming each other's like thoughts. If you present it like this. Okay. In my, I've noticed that when I do X, Y, and Z, that really helps me. Not, well, that's dumb. You shouldn't be doing that. Or you shouldn't do that, girl. You should do it. No, if you present it like, it's like when you go to like a therapist and they're like, let's make I statements and let's make some we statements, never you statements. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what we need to, like, like, so anyways, so that's how, what I think. If we're going to name specific people, uh, that I don't want to take advice from, I guess I can't really say, it depends on like what particular part of parenting I'm taking advice from. If you're a mom who has a newborn and you're trying to give me advice on a toddler, I'm kind of be like, well, you don't really know because you don't have a toddler. If you're a kid, if you're um, a mom who only has girls and you're trying to give me advice on my son's behavior and particular things that people consider, you know, boy behavior, being very rambunctious, lots of energy, never sitting down, always wanting to be on, in, in, on top of you. And I mean, there's you, girls are different, whatever, apparently. I don't have girls, but they're different, apparently. So I think I try, I think I... I don't want, you know, advice from, you know, mom standing behind me in the grocery store. Right. Or, you know, grandma of somebody else, like at Costco, just being like, oh, your son should be da 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 da. Or that's not how you should put him into this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. So, what about you? What do you, who do you not want advice from? So, I think it's basically that. Like, one, I definitely don't want advice from somebody if I did not ask you. But I also feel like in my head, I think it, it gets kind of more categorized to, if you do not have kids, don't give me advice about kids. Like, yeah. but if you don't have kids, but you are like an educator of kids or you even like, I don't want advice. From, I really don't want behavioral advice from teachers, to be honest, because you're not with my kid every day. Um, I'd like insight to into how my kid behaves at school so that I can help address those or, you know, whatever. But I don't necessarily want you to like t- talk to me about sleep training when you've never done it. You've never done sleep training. I don't yeah. want your advice. Like, if you've never potty trained somebody, I do not want your advice. Like, you don't know, you know just about, you just know just as much as I do on how to potty train your kid effectively. Um, which is why, honestly, a lot of times I don't really seek advice from other people unless it's mom or you. It's probably about it. Um, yeah, or mom's mean. groups. Like, I don't mind mom's groups, but really, I don't, I'm not normally the person to present, like, hey, I'm struggling with this, please help me. I'm normally either giving advice or I will just go and read up on it. Like, with the with, you know, potty training Landon, I've read a lot of different like articles and viewpoints and um, mom's opinions and what they've tried and what's worked and whatever to help with that. Um, same with sleep training. I read so many different versions and articles and things and like read mom's, you know, what really worked. And I feel like for my son, there are certain things that really worked. Um, 
I do also find myself not wanting to get opinion if it is from a mom. If she's also struggling with the same thing that I'm struggling with or something that <laughs> I am not struggling with, I don't want your opinion. I know that sounds weird. Like, uh, we had a girlfriend that, like, she, she just seemed to be struggling with all the things, mom. Like, all the mom things. Like, she couldn't figure out how to wean her kid off. She couldn't figure out how to sleep train. She, she, like, she didn't really, wasn't really sure she wanted to sleep train. She was co-sleeping for a little bit, but then was frustrated with that. And that was hurting her relationship. And I'm like, I'm not trying to get advice from you. Yes. I'm not, because my thought, my, because, because I'm, my first thought would be stop co-sleeping with your kids so you can help your relationship. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Put your kid in a bed. (laughs) Plain and simple. Get a bed, put them in it, stick to it. Yeah. Get back in bed with your man. Or find a babysitter. And yeah, send your child off to the grandparents or something. If you must co-sleep, like, yeah. Yeah. If you must co-sleep. Yeah. And that was a thing too. Like, you know, just get her adjusting with her, her in-laws and, um, that really, she's so type A and so controlling that she didn't want her, you know, her in-laws who think a little bit differently or do things a little bit differently to have any, like to spend any alone time with her kids. So that was hurting her relationship because she wasn't allowing, um, she wasn't giving herself a break. Um, any, and her husband was totally fine with it, like sending her kid to, the in-laws house so he could go do whatever he needed to do. But she was like, no, I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? Things like that just build resentment. And when you get to the core of it, you know, and it's, it's nice to get advice, but yeah, for me, I'm definitely not trying to, if I feel like you're on the struggle bus with a lot of things that you're going on to, I'm happy to talk to you and like sit and like encourage you and give you what my thoughts were, what's worked for me, talk you through what you've been working on, whatever. But I probably won't ask you for advice myself. Um, who would you take advice from? Well, I mean, that's easy. I take advice from you. I take advice from, I well, it's weird with you because Landon's younger. Yeah. So like, yeah, I think I'm really, I really like to take advice from you when it comes to like, like the stuff that you've already done because Phoenix is older. But I do think sometimes you ask, like, I don't know if maybe you don't ask me. Maybe I just give my opinion. <laughs> if I ever give a if I ever if you ever feel like I'm just giving my opinion and you don't want it, please tell me because. But I feel like that's never happened, which is why I think that I'm why I feel like you've asked me. But like you'll tell me like Phoenix did this or Phoenix. Did, but I try to really like if you're disciplining your kid, I'm not gonna like give Jump you in. like yeah. Like if Phoenix directs something at me, then I will say something. But like if he's if I'm on the phone I, and he's directing something at you, I'm just gonna. <laughs> quietly. I do, jump in. I do jump in on Landon because sometimes I'm trying to talk to you and he's in the background just cutting up and I'm like, Landon, can you be quiet? Adults are trying to speak. <laughs> doing it too much. Like, just what I do, crazy. honestly, is I'm just like, I'll just make twin. I cannot hear you over whatever it is that Phoenix is doing in the background. No idea what he's doing. He may be running around screaming, kicking balls. I have no idea what he's doing. I just cannot hear you. <laughs> so, yeah. and Landon, Landon loves to, like, as soon as we're on the phone or Blake and I are trying to watch a movie, instantly Landon needs attention or is like, needs to do all the suddenly things. Super needy. Making, yeah. Suddenly just super needy. If it's both of us, like during the podcast, Blake will just sit there. Landon will listen to his like tablet quietly. Blake will watch a movie or something. And he'll sit there. If I, vice yeah. versa, I'm doing it. If we're both trying to do something together, Landon has to be in between us. He has to be the center of vocal point of attention. He'll either yell at one or yell at the other, or like it makes it really hard for us to communicate when Landon wants to communicate over us. Yeah, um, that's how. But, wait till he can actually talk and he can say, "Excuse me." This is Phoenix's new favorite thing to say, by the way. Excuse me. When I call your name, you need to answer me. 
Is that what you uh, say? No, I don't. I do say some, I don't say that specifically, but I do say like, Hey, I'm talking to you. You need to listen, but I don't say it exactly. Like, I, I don't know. It's having a four-year-old that's smart is just like flabbergasting to me because it's like you're, he's smart, but he's not smart enough to understand my response to him. So like, if he's saying that to me, I'm like, no Phoenix. Like sometimes you're interrupting people and you're being rude. He'll be like, well, you're being rude. Okay. Like he's like, he's smart enough to understand that. Like what he's not getting the desired result, but he's not smart enough to understand why he's not getting anyways. This is a whole separate tangent, but we are sometimes we're on the struggle bus. Phoenix is just literally says whatever comes in his head. The other day we were watching Mulan and he was like, shh, stop shushing me. Stop shushing me. We're like, Phoenix, shh, we're trying to watch me. Stop shushing me. And I'm like, <laughs> Landon's favorite thing to say now is hush, hush, mommy, hush. I'm like, hush. <laughs> stop hushing me. Um, so anyways okay so our so back to our topic um yeah i think that the i really like to take advice obviously because you're a couple years ahead in like the parenting process i feel like when our kids are in both in middle school or both in elementary school or both in high school basically the same stuff um but now but there's so many different every six months is a new phase every six months is a new experience so i like getting like advice especially like you know just with i mean anything like Anything that I'm just unsure of on how to do, but but it was honest, especially in like the early, early parts of Landon's life, where it was really nice to be able to ask you or ask mom, who sometimes she couldn't really remember what she did. <laughs> She's like, I really don't remember what I did. Um, but just like, like doing the things pants. like, oh yeah, like the pants. Like <laughs> I didn't know, like I did not know that when you buy pants from. Cat and Jack, because it's not, first of all, it is not all kids' clothes, because Carter's does not do this. They don't have them, the adjustable band thingies in them. So Cat and Jack has, like, adjustable stretchy button things, and I didn't know about this. And I literally Carter's does, but only on specific kinds of pants. They don't all okay. have the, the bandy things. Yeah. Okay, well, either way, I didn't know. And we had not been buying our son jeans and we we're like, this guy's gonna have to wear sweatpants and shorts for the rest of his life because he has no butt. He's never gonna be able to fit in jeans. And lo and behold, we just had to adjust the butt. So those are things that you just like learn from. And I just, I, I loved getting by, I love listening to advice. So like, and I take what I want. So if I'm listening to a podcast or if I'm in a mom group or with mops, I liked being in mops because I feel like seeing other women in like, in their experience was nice and you could relate to it and take advice from and share your advice. And it's also encouraging because you're like, this is what works and this is what doesn't. And this is what works. And, um, this is what worked for me. And they're like, Oh my gosh. Like, like for example, um, this lady was potty training her second kid, third kid, right? Her youngest one with, when I told her about the Paw Patrol potty. Yeah. Yeah. And she ended up, she actually ended up not getting it, but she was like, but it, it triggered some, uh, something else. Like she ended up, She's like, I actually would have gotten it. She's like, but I like, but we actually already had one and like, we didn't really need a brand new one. It didn't have to be a Paw Patrol one, but like, it kind of reminded me that, Hey, maybe I should just use like a smaller toilet because honestly for me, what, using a smaller toilet really helped transition land to the bigger one because I didn't want to not potty train him because he's not tall enough to get on the toilet. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm not going to not potty train you. Like you have to be potty trained. So even if you, even if I empty out this pee poop bowl for the next four months, so, yeah, it's just, I don't know, 
yeah, so mom groups, um, I love listening to podcasts, reading books was really helpful. I just did all the things that I could possibly just, and sometimes I was like, I'm not doing that. And sometimes I was like, oh, wow, okay, that actually is, okay, so this person is in this, this is exactly what my kid's doing, this is exactly what they did, this is exactly what works, I'm going to try this. And a lot of times it worked, so, but I, yeah. yeah. And I think you made a good point when you said that you take what you want from the advice. And I think that's a big thing, like, because people are going to inevitably want to give you unsolicited parenting advice, just in general. And I mean, I know I've probably been guilty of giving people advice because I just see that and I'm like, if you would just do this, like, it would just be so much easier. Like, what you're doing, yeah. you're literally... And I think, and I think even in my relationship with Derek, like I struggle sometimes with like letting him, cause parenting, regardless of if you're co-parenting or not, your parent, the way you parent your kids is still going to be different. Nobody, no two parents are the same because no two people are the same. And your relationship with your kid is not going to be the same. Like my relationship with Phoenix is not the same as Derek's relationship with Phoenix, good, bad, and different, whatever. And also there's other people in his life that parent him, like you, when he gets older, you know, Lisey, which is Phoenix's maternal grandmother, Jackie, which Jackie doesn't really discipline, let's be honest, but she could, if I guess. Um, but like, still, there's like, there's gonna be other teachers provide discipline. There's gonna be other people that discipline him in his life, and they're not all going to be the same, right? So I think that like, for me and Derek, it's just been like, sometimes he does stuff. As, and I'm just like, the reason that this is happening is because you keep doing this over and over and over and over. And obviously it's not working. So let's try something else, you know, like, but I think it's, it's easier for me to step back and like observe what's going on with his situation and his parenting. And then I've been getting better at like him being like, well, babe, you just told me the other day not to do that. And you just did it. And I'm just like, good point. So I need to not do that. But like, sometimes he tells me, he's like, and sometimes I'm like, no, I didn't. And what I did was different. He's like, no, it's not. It's literally the exact same thing. You just told me not to do. And I'm like, okay, fine. You're right. But we still need, then we both need to work on this. This is something we both need to work on. But it's good because like, he holds me accountable. I hold him accountable. But at the same time, like, I still need to be able to receive parenting advice from my spouse. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's important to parent. It's important to, um, when you're parenting with your partner that you, you know, allow yourself to be wrong every once in a while. Like don't assume that you're the person that's right all the time. And I feel like as moms often, since we, a lot of us spend a lot more time with our kids, we have a system and a routine in place, um, that convinces us that our way is the perfect way all the time. And sometimes, you know, like Blake will cook something different than me. And I'm like, that's not really what I wanted to cook. It's like, like I really was moved yeah. for this. And then he cooks it this way or he does this way. And I'm just like, Oh wow, that actually was super good. Like I really should, we really should add that to our, like, so same thing with parenting. It's just like, Oh, like you did that. That was great. You did that. Fantastic. Like I should take that adjustment from that or like things like, you know, just, I keep talking about potty training, but with potty training with Landon, it's really hard for me to teach my son to potty train now that he's getting older and he's standing to pee. Like Landon wants me to stand and pee. I can't do that. <laughs> Like, it's not happening. <laughs> He'll be like, mommy, do it. Mommy, go. go. And I'm like, because Blake and Landon will just kind of like stand and pee together. Like, as Blake, we're teaching him how to stand and pee. And it's like encouraging Landon. Like, he gets to bond with dad. And like, they get both pee at the same time. If you think that's weird, you don't have a boy. No, Phoenix and Derek do it, too. It's yeah. not any more weird than them staying next to each other in a urinal peeing. In a trough peeing with strangers. Yeah, or outside <laughs> peeing. Like, it's not weird. I don't think it's weird at all. 
Yeah. So, and it's something that I cannot do with Landon. And so like, that was something that I was with Blake. I was like, you really need, I really need you to be like a really big partner in this because this is his dad moment. He's going to learn however to do this with you because there's so only so far I can get with Landon with potty training. So, uh, but yeah, so that's, I, I feel like it's something that in a partnership, you really have to just acknowledge that your partner has something to add to and like you can learn from um, and you can get advice from and you just communicate about it. But I feel like that's the, probably the, one of the most important people to take advice, like to look for advice from or catch cues from is your partner versus actually day on a daily basis parenting with you because they can yeah. really just kind of give you kind of remind you of like where, where are we like, where are we having missteps? Where are we not, you know, how our kid is not, acknowledged is it um, responding to this, this way we're doing stuff or like we have to get on the same page. Like, even if I don't think, Blake told Landon he's going to go in timeout because he did this, this, and this. Even if I'm like, I don't know, is that really that big a deal? Like, does he really need to go in timeout? But I know, like, if Blake thinks that's important to make an adjustment with him, then then I will let him make the adjustment with him. But then Blake will put him in timeout, and then he'll come in there and be like, so do you know why you put him in timeout? Because you can't be keep, but we can't just put him in timeout because he's annoying you. Because he's like, yeah. <laughs> you have to know that if you can't go to him and say, this is why you're in timeout, and it's the same for me. Like, sometimes Landon's just like, he just wants my attention. So I don't want to put him in timeout. Because he wants my attention. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you have to like kind of make sure you get to the root of it? So, but yeah. the, again, and I think that's like, pecking. that's a hard, yeah, that's a hard thing with, with me sometimes is like, I just get, I get kind of worn out and I'm just like, can you just sit down? Like, can you just sit down quietly? Yeah. And, and then when he doesn't do that, he immediately starts doing things that are super annoying. Like he crawls on top of me. He wants to like hit, hit me with pillows. He wants to do other stuff. I'm just like, literally. If you do not stop, like I, that's when I'm like serious. Hello, kitty. He's playing with my dress. So he's coming up here. Okay. So if you aren't watching right now, this is a good chance time for you to go to YouTube because you can see Amber's beautiful kitty cat. What's it say again? Louie. He's Louie. He's so pretty. He's very pretty. He's a really pretty cat. He's tiny still though. He's getting bigger, but getting bigger. Yeah. Okay. Oh, kitty cats. Um, yeah, so if you, I th- what I, anyways, what I, basically I was saying that we were getting, you were getting, making a good point by saying like a lot of the times when, when kids are misbehaving, it's because of their, um, because they want your attention. And I, where I get frustrated is like, I cannot be the sole provider of all of the attention needing to be given. And when I'm yeah. parenting Phoenix all day long on Fridays and Saturdays, which say what you want, if you're a single parent and you're doing this all the time, you're awesome, but I am not. After COVID of doing it, literally, like, from the time he woke up, basically, to the time he went to sleep, seven days a week for four or five months, he's in school now, we're done. Like, I gave all of my energy, I did it positively, I came up with all types of activities for us to do, we did crafts, I wrote all types of things on Amazon, we did all the things. But I also didn't have all the things I normally would be doing stacked on top of parenting Phoenix. And right now I do because I have more time. So now I have my working out. I have, you know, laundry and all these things that now are stacked on top of me also parenting Phoenix. And so it's a lot less stressful versus like we're getting up every single day. Can't go outside. Can't go to the park. Can't do anything. What are we going to do? We can't just sit here and right. stare at each other. So we might as well find something to do. You know what I mean? It's different. Um, I had more bandwidth, I think, then than I have now. So um, it just gets very frustrating just like doing that. And like Derek is a good reminder of like, is good at reminding me like, you know, even sometimes he'll tell me like, you need to do more stuff with him. Like I do stuff with him, 
But he's like, but I think the biggest thing for me is like to just kind of relax and be like, okay, is it really going to hurt me to play? Like yesterday, he wanted me to play trains with him. Literally, I know, all we I know did, you hate that. I know you hate playing trains. With all we did <laughs> was just take the train and drive it through a tunnel over and over for thirty minutes. Why? Why is that fun? It's it, fun for him. It took everything in me not to be like, we're after like doing it over and over. I looked at my watch. I said, okay, you're going to sit here. You're going to play with trains, air quotes, for another 20 minutes. For 30 minutes, we played trains. I moved the train. He grabbed the train, drove it around. He's like, isn't this fun? I was like, oh yeah, being super fun, buddy. Move the train. (laughs) I, it was like, I just don't understand. Like, it was like so entertaining to him. And I was like, you know what? This is not, I'm not sweating. I'm not running around. I'm sitting on the floor, moving a train through a tunnel. Cool. I built a couple little houses out of his wooden blocks to put around the trains and we played trains. But at the same time, we had done a bunch of stuff already that day. That was the thing I was getting annoyed. He was like, can you play trains with me? I was like, we literally just did a bunch of errands. We were playing video games, then trains. Anyways, I'm rambling now, but. um, I think it's good. I think Derek, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, what do you think, like, is, like, because earlier we said that one of the things you can do when you're getting unsolicited advice is to just, like, take the parts that work for you. So, like, do you have any other tips for, like, if someone's giving you parenting advice, like, what's a good response or a way to, like, take it or... Say thank you and then just don't use it. Yeah. That's literally what I like what I think is just like say thank you and then just move on from it. Just be like thank you so much for, you know, or I feel like if they're trying to if they're coming for me, like they're trying to like low key throw shade at like the way I'm handling something, <laughs> or they're throwing shade at my kid and the way they're behaving, then I may have to check you and be like, Look, like I appreciate you trying to help me, but you're not my parent. I don't need you to give me advice on my kid. Like I will raise my kid the way I feel like they need to be raised. If I don't feel like it's important for me to correct this behavior, for me to do this, then I'm not going to do it. Like, or if I feel like this is an appropriate response, then this is the appropriate response. It's not your place to get in, get, put your mind in there, you know? So yeah, but we do have our, we do have our go girls and our no girls. And then we have to wrap up for the the podcast. Yeah. So, okay. So this week, um, if you didn't catch it, my go girl, is we have hit a potty training milestone, and I'm so happy. At two and a half months, my son is, we decided that I, it just has been, what did I say? Two and a half years. Did I say two and a half months? Two and a half years. I have really felt this really strong emotion that we are slacking, we were slacking on the potty training situation because I bought this underwear for him before we left, like, during quarantine, I bought these, this 12-pack of underwear, and they sat in his drawer, and we continued to just do the regular, like, running around naked potty training. And I felt we are getting – he is two and a half years old. I, I think it's time for us to try the underwear, but we really need to try it and really, like, hit it home. So I was reading an article that was actually super helpful, and it basically said that, like, um, make sure that – one of them was, like, just get rid of all the diapers. Like – don't put it, don't put a diaper on. Cause what we were doing was he was pretty good throughout the day, but he would just run around naked all day. We weren't enforcing him wearing underwear because when he wasn't wearing underwear, he would just go to the bathroom. Like yeah. he wouldn't ask us. He would just go to the bathroom and he'd be fine. 
Um, but when we started putting underwear on him, he would just like sit and then like we'd look up and he had peed on the bed or in his underwear or wherever he was sitting on his blanket, whatever. And we were just like, where is the miscue? And I think the miscue was that he was either naked and going potty on by, his, by himself or when he went, took a nap or when we went out of the house or when we, um, when he went to bed, he was wearing a diaper. So that's, that's confusing. Yeah. And so we had to make a solid yeah. choice. So I had to have this conversation like Blake with Blake. I'm like, look, we're going to be in the house for the next three days anyway. Let's lay, let's like make these three days like a hardcore push to get him to wear the underwear and not pee pee. So day one was a struggle a little bit. It was literally every 15 <laughs> minutes I was getting up and putting him like, like, do you have to potty? 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 All day, all day long. Um, one of the suggestions that the article said was to, um, not ask them if they have to go potty. Just say, when you have to go potty, let me know. So just tell me when you have to go potty. Um, which actually helped. It was a little bit of, I mean, he understands both statements, but, um, like it him, but I want to encourage him to tell me because when we're out, I need him to tell me that he has to go to the bathroom. He's not going to yeah. just go to the bathroom, you know, like in the house, I don't care. Like he can just, he's, we've got two bathrooms. He can go to the bathroom. Um, but, but when we're out, I need him to tell me, Hey, I have to, I have to go to the bathroom. I have to potty before he already goes to the bathroom. Cause before it was like, right. he would pee and then he'd be like, potty. I'm like, already peed a little late. So anyways, yeah. so last night was night two. Night one, he had, he was wet when he woke up. Um, but he did a really good solid day of no, no accidents. Um, like I think we had one accident. Um, yesterday was perfect all day. We had no accidents yesterday. Um, we, he doesn't sleep with his cup anymore. We took the cup away. I think we took the cup away a little early because Blake was like really anxious about him. Like, like last night, like really didn't want him to go. He was like, okay, we just, he can't have the cup. I'm like, he just got in the tub. Like there's a whole hour before <laughs> there's like a 30 minute tub bath time. And then 30 minutes between putting it like before we have to get, he's going to need, he's going to want something to drink. So while he was in bed, he was just like, he said he wanted a cup. And we're like, no, no cup. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, we probably should have just given him a cup while we're reading the story. Let him drink something. Let him go to the bathroom one last time before he got in bed. He'd be fine. So at 1.45 this morning, he woke up, came in here, dry, came in the bedroom, wanted his cup. So I gave him his cup. I laid in bed with him. I waited 15 minutes and took his cup, let him go to the bathroom, went back to bed, woke up at 8 o'clock this morning, dry again. Bam. Success. So happy. So, yay. Really excited about that. So we are getting so close. So I'm so happy. So happy. I have a few, so I will obviously, Phoenix has been potty trained for a couple years. He's a couple years older than Landon. So, um, I think like the biggest thing for me, we had a couple of situations that were like, well, it's just going to be like, we just, I remember this clear as day, Derek and I were in the house. We were going to go to the mall and we we're like, we want to go to the mall. And Derek was like, well, we should we put a pull up on him or should we, I was like, nope, we're going to pack extra clothes. We're going to pack uh, extra whatever and if he pees on himself when we're out then so be it and he was like really I was like yep I am just gonna I we're just going and sure enough he peed right there in the game stop on the floor and the people and I was like hey can we get some people I was like what happened I was like oh my son peed on the floor like we're trying to we're in the process of potty training they're like okay no worries that was it that was the only time Phoenix has ever had an accident accident in public after that it was all up downhill i guess no because it was good but uphill is hard hard i don't know how to say it it was all uphill so (laughs) it was all upward up up from there so we did have like it all ended up being like easier at the end and like i'm so happy he's potty trained now but like there was a lot of days wait wait wait. 
Say, say it again. It all ended up being what? I said it all ended up being fine, but there were a lot of days in between there where Phoenix was peeing on the hardwood. Uh, I thankfully never was one. He never pooped anywhere besides the potty. So I never had to pick up poop off the floor. Well, never had to pick up his poop. Sansa was a puppy, so I had to pick up her poop. <laughs> but it was, he would, he would pee on the hardwood. That was another thing too. Phoenix had no problem standing and peeing. Like he, he, he like from day one, just, stood there and peed like I don't even know what like I would have to tell him like sit on the potty because the only reason I made him sit there was because he couldn't aim so it would just go everywhere anyways okay so I'm proud yay awesome potty training woohoo so close to getting rid of those diapers so So close to getting rid of them (laughs) god I'm bringing all bring all the underwear laundry no more diapers I'm looking forward to it yeah okay so my go girl this week oh wait do you have a no girl um no, which is good because last two weeks I only had no girls. Yeah, you did so. have no girls. <laughs> okay. So my go girl this week is um, that I ate eggs, egg whites. Yes! So excited. <laughs> I was so happy. It's only exciting because I haven't had eggs in, yeah, 20 years. I, I can't even, to be honest, I can't remember the last time I tried eggs because the smell to me, it's just so, like, repulsive. Amber used to cook. When we lived together, Amber would cook eggs, and I just, like, I would be, like, pissed. I'm like, did you just cook eggs? It smells disgusting. Like, it was, I can't even, I still can't stand the smell. So, um, I just never eat eggs, and I've tried them. People have tried to give me eggs. I can't even eat eggs. Like, if I even, like, French toast, for example, you dip the eggs, the, the bread in the, I can't even eat French toast if it tastes like, like, I can taste the egg. Yeah, I, I actually really don't, like, I really don't like French toast if it's too eggy. If it's too, like, egg-layered, I don't like it either, honestly. That's how Derek makes it. Like, super egg-layered. He might as well take a piece of toast and put an egg on it. That's how egg yeah. it is. So, um, but, any, but anyway, so I, I, um, okay. I went ahead and tried. And I put some spinach in there. Um, I've had eggs two ti- two days. I didn't have eggs today. I had pumpkin scones this morning, which were delicious. Go to my Insta story to see these pumpkin scones because they were the bomb. Um, I had eggs the last two days and I still don't like them. Like, I, like, and Derek's like, why don't you like them? They don't taste like anything. They taste like eggs. Like, stop telling me it doesn't taste like anything. They taste <laughs> like eggs. Like, I don't, it's like people like, like water doesn't have a taste. No, water has a taste. Water does have a taste. Has a taste. Okay. Water. But, so why don't you, why don't you like rice? Is it the texture of rice or the flavor? Because rice actually tastes good when you make it correctly. So I haven't tried the rice that you said, like in the bags, like the sticky rice yet. Did you tell Derek to buy them? Didn't he just go to the store? He is at the store right now, but I totally forgot to ask him to buy it. So maybe when we're done with this, I can catch him at the store. But uh, I rice, the, the texture, like, it just, I don't know, like, the little tiny ch- chunks of stuff, like, I can't. It's so, and the wet just, oh, I can't. Like, it just bothers me. And I tried the last time I was counting my macros, and I got super fit last year. I, um, was, was eating rice. And when I tell you, I looked like a five-year-old being forced to eat broccoli. That's what <laughs> I looked like. Like I was just like, eat, and it, it was, it would get to the point that I was like, so disgusted by eating the rice that I was just like, I'm done. Like I would literally lose my appetite, literally lose my appetite because I was trying to eat the rice and it was so disgusting. Like, okay. Anyways. So I have a little weird quirks, but it's okay. 
I, but yes, I am happy that I ate eggs. Finally ate eggs. So, um, are you going to include eggs? Are you just, egg journey. So are you just done with eggs? Or are you going to just continue to try to make them to where they taste good? I'm going to keep trying. You know what I think I'm going to try? I might try the vegan eggs. Um, because those probably don't taste like egg. Yeah, it's possible. Or if you get the egg, the egg white. So if you get the egg white, like carton, try that too. This tastes like eggs. Not really. Good. (laughs) Cause I know a lot of people are like, it doesn't taste like eggs. And I'm like, great. I don't want it to taste like eggs. It just takes a lot more. It just takes a lot more to like get enough portion because it's just whites. Um, and like when you have an actual egg, like you're like, okay, so three egg whites is plenty of, you know, whatever. But when you have the carton, it's like, you have to have like a cup or a couple, like just, you have to get the measurement right. So you actually go through it a lot quicker than you would just regular eggs. So keep that in mind. Cause you're going to use a lot more of the egg white, whatever carton. And then you're going to use like eggs, like I monetarily. Anyway. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. so I'm excited you ate eggs, but Ooh. that is all for this week we're gonna go i'm gonna go and watch some football so i'm so excited we're making wings Woo-hoo. today and we're watching football um but you guys have a bless you twin um you guys have a wonderful rest of your week and we will see you guys next week please remember to subscribe share and follow us and hit the bell if you have not already and um, if you're listening to us please make sure you give us five stars um, and leave comments and we'd love to hear about the rate or we'd love to hear you guys rate us and let you know what we what you like what you dislike what you want us to talk about um, and if you have any thoughts or you want um, to get in touch with us in any way hit us up on twinlightpodcast at gmail.com otherwise we'll see you guys next week so 